Tell them you never know. Today's episode is brought to you by OnlySteves.com. OnlySteves.com is the only place to get exclusive content from Mike, like the YNK Podcast Plus, where we release two exclusive episodes every month. Or Music Premium, where Mike releases two never-heard-before exclusive songs every month. So head on over to OnlySteves.com today and check it out. Well, I'm going to go on record and say this is the highest budget podcast we've ever done in our entire lives. Yep. I was, uh, I've already been on with my, my real estate agents trying to find me a house with jump, moving, ju- well, at least the next house we land in a little jumbotron in there. I'm not sure if they can facilitate that, but I feel like this should be a everyday occurrence. Yeah. We're in the rehearsal space in Nashville, ready to kick off leg two of the Not My First Rodeo Tour starting in two days. Um, we had our first well, rehearsal started yesterday. The crew was setting up all this wonderful stuff you see behind you and a bunch of other controls off camera, which you can't see. And just a tremendous team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got a great team. Great morale. A lot of people coming back from leg one. couple new faces. Yeah, we're bringing... Uh, Foley is not going to be joining us. He Because of health complications. He was severely injured in a 18-wheeler incident. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. He was severely injured in an 18-wheeler accident. Allegedly. I was using air quotes if you can't see the video. But yeah, no, he, that's not why. He's he actually has a uh, some body issues and yeah. We also really do. I'm going through a huge transition. We've been we've I've mentioned this. We we have some amazing operators. Like the way I'm looking at the business and like this overall Mike business, everything we're doing, it's going to be Stevenson Ranch Incorporated, you mm-hmm. know, but it's Yeah. I'm not looking for a manager. I'm looking for partners. I'm looking for oper- you know, I look for a COO. Um, and we found an operations, uh, amazing tech-based operations company in Miami, and they're going to be essentially our back office for all our businesses. Believe it or not, like we have multiple verticals that are doing seven figures in business yeah. within the thing, and me and Foley are managing it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're managing only Steve's and podcasts. Yeah. But which only Steve's is a huge revenue stream for us. Yeah, but um, it, it's really the businesses that have large overhead. You think of like merch. Yeah, e-commerce. I was gonna say only Steve's is a fucking walk in the park. Only Steve's is great, and like I, you know, there's another. Like, you got a great gig. It's a great gig. I mean, I handle the customer service. Not gonna lie, I do a great job. Best customer service guy in the business. Mm. Yeah, you are. You are really good. You are really good. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, but it's a great gig because you don't have to worry about like shipping people stuff. Oh, uh, I mean, Foley's. You know what I mean? Like Foley's wearing. 17 hats you know and it's, yeah. and it's like so part of our merge is these operators will have a full hr department that we're using to source our partners for fulfillment i mean with the growth that we've seen it's been a really a challenge we've almost drowned a few times in regards to just having too much shit going on mm-hmm. and managing it all um chug butt is growing again really we got a big amazon wave Anyone listening, do us a favor. If you're going to get chug buds, which you should for the summer, if you don't, you're an idiot. <laughs> but uh, get it get it on Amazon, and once you get it, leave us a review and just say, this fucking company fucks. In those uh, exact words. It really helps uh, It really helps the Amazon algorithms and such, is what I'm told. So, yeah, everything's really good. Uh, Foley won't be coming on tour, back to the main point. So <laughs> we have, you know, he'll be here kind of... Uh, holding down the fort and um, really holding down the fort until we get our new operators onboarded completely so just so we can grow our digital businesses. Because when we went on tour last time, we didn't really, we were just kind of focused on tour because yeah. it was the first tour in a long time and it was bigger. 
This is the first time. So obviously a lot of businesses have been created in the past three years and have grown in the past three years. Yes. And this is the first time that we've been on, or for me anyways, the first time I've been on tour and have to like worry about tour stuff yeah. and while still worrying about yeah. all those big businesses that are going on. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, for me anyways, I was like a little rattled because I was like, you know, three years ago, the podcast wasn't a thing. Only Steve's wasn't a thing. Man, I was kind of just like doing content. I was kind of just doing not even, and now we're doing content five x the volume. Yeah, now you talk about the TikTok, we're, like TikToks we're doing, and Instagram and Twitter, and only Steve's in the pot. Like media has just like ten times in the past three years. Really has, yeah, really has. I mean, we're in the days of high volume media, mm-hmm. which is just kind of more cutting and sewing for you, you know. Yeah, but, we got a great team though. Our one of our greatest team members, Luke, is right here behind the camera. Yep. Big Luke's in the building. He, Big Luke's, he's, he, uh, he runs all the social media for YNK. Yep. He runs the, the mic TikTok. Mm-hmm. Great man behind the scenes. Yeah, good guy. Good guy to have. We have we have, we have have a bunch of, uh, this has been like, yeah, as you kind of mentioned, we started a bunch of businesses um, and just grew the ones kind of more, what's the word, optimized slash official, like kind of made them more official, their own businesses in yep. the last three, four years, like, so you know we definitely have been in an expansion phase i think it's going to continue at least for you know we're going to make a bunch of hires and have hopefully a bunch of cool new you know young people around helping us and and just helping us do what we do at at volume at scale yeah this is just the beginning i mean we're really just pushing to people within our umbrella for the most part yeah um and we don't do any marketing really outside of you promoting it yeah. So like when you say bring on CEO COOs for each of these businesses, yeah. you treat them as their own thing, not just a mic brand. That's what I'm their saying. Their own entities. And then you actually start marketing them like a real business. Exactly. To everyone, not exactly. just your fans. I mean, we just started Chug, Bud, Chug Bud's a perfect example. I had a partner of mine, a buddy of mine, buy in, you know, buy in a small percentage stock purchase from me and then, you know, for for a ton of money. And it was amazing. I infused it, you know, into shit we're doing and and but at the same time that partner he's a strategic partner and he's he's grown and sold a few businesses he's a serial entrepreneur and you know to what you you know pertaining to what you're just talking about chug bud we kind of went after growth for the first time for any of our businesses even my music i don't spend any money to grow the music i tell people in the industry that they're like what like and then like almost like that's crazy like you should be you know, and there's validity to that, but I also know that there's, there's validity to a lot of smoking mirrors in the music industry with money mm-hmm. spent and yep. doing it thoughtfully. And you know, I have, we just have, we have, you know, some lucrative things coming into fruition so that we can really spend the money on growth. You know, yeah, which per- privately funding it all, personally funding it, I should say, is just, or you know, just in-house funding is, is a different beast, you know, but we're actually, we're, we're looking to just kind of make the whole thing in corporate in a sense and each each vertical be its own thing and really treat it like a business in its own, which it is. So it's exciting. I, th- I think there's a lot of growth ahead of us. So I'm really excited. The fucked up part is, man, like I feel really creative right now. You know what I mean? I, and as a creative person, you know that you can't, if you don't respect it, the creativity and you you don't act on it you take it for granted like you know you feel creative and you're not exercising it and actualizing it mm-hmm. the, the gods will take it away I, I know exactly what you're saying the gods will take it away <laughs> so i 
you know, I've spent a lot of my creativity on like managing our businesses. So I wanted to bring that up. Do you feel like, so you're very involved in all of these businesses. I mean, you're, you're essentially the CEO of all these businesses. Yeah. With, with Foley and yourself. No, of course. And, yeah. No. And, and then, you know what I mean though? Like partners, yeah, you're, yeah. you're very integral in like what yeah, happened yeah, like, right. in the decision making of all these businesses. Do you feel like there's an act of letting go? where you have to almost step yeah. step back and kind of just put your trust in other people to manage these things. Yes. So, so you can focus on the music and the things that that's, you want to be doing. That's valid and, and yes, but yes and no, because I actually genuinely for about a year or so now have been longing for a solution like this so that I could. So my intuition was like, you know, it's, it wasn't like, I still am like, Ooh, man, I don't know if I can give this away. I'm like, yes, someone come take this shit. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's how, more how I feel more about relief. it. But it's a relief, but it's it's. I'm really excited to what I was just kind of saying was like, I'd really love to honor my creativity and just create for a long time here and just yeah. Because I have like crazy records, bro. I really I'm, I'm I really fuck with the new records a lot, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of ideas that need to be taken from idea to song, um, and you know I feel really inclined to to create and and make make music like really high volume here for a while. So. That's what probably what I'm most excited about is just being able to, because again, I'm just wasting a lot of, not wasting, but spending a lot of energy on shit that's, you know, not making, not making music, which is really what I do. And it's truly what I find most, I'm most in, I'm like most enthusiastic out of everything I do. Granted, I've liked doing all the business and, you know, mm -hmm. I'm most enthusiastic about the music by far right now. Like I just... There's been times when that not so much, you know, I was really enthusiastic about Chugbud and like, I, I know what it could be and it's, you know, so now I'm, I'm just excited to dial in and I actually, I have a good buddy of mine. I feel like this is a good point to share. Like I have a good buddy of mine who, who actually, this makes a lot of sense because he actually put me with the operators who I'm partnering with. They operate, he has hundreds of buildings in Texas. They're, he's like, dude, I don't even fucking know the product, the project managers, like these buildings. I've never even met the managers at these buildings. Like they go, Sandy, all these guys in Miami. I remember back at, at the house, you brought up a good point where he said, once you get people to operate these businesses for you, it allows your room to come up with another idea. Oh yeah. And then come up with operators for that idea and then come up with another. And then you just think about, you can bring in like you bring in tenfold money just because all you're doing is coming that's up with the ideas and setting up the infrastructure. Yeah, exactly. We're trying to go with it. So, but I'm looking at it. It's ironic because he's a real estate guy, but I look at songs as, as fucking buying property, man. Mm -hmm. It's a really small overhead cost, way more than a down payment would be with, it's even better than buying property in my opinion, because looking at the analytics of my music and just like, you know, I buy a, I buy a piece of property for a tiny amount like comparatively to what a down payment for a home would be yeah much bigger risk right yeah these are really small amounts because i'm doing most of the music myself we have a producer i partner with for each song so there's some costs well the real cost was the time the time to get to where you are now right right but i'm saying now in this in this in, way i'm looking at this the, state yes the business of music and the way i'm approaching it is if i put out a song every few weeks it's like buying a piece of property every few weeks and i'll explain right. it's like yeah, one of them might turn into a fucking apartment building in Ohio. Technically, and, it's more like building a house, but continue. Right, but what I'm, what I'm saying is like one of them could morph into a, a fucking Miami oceanfront mansion va va value. Oh, like yeah. Big songs time. like these days yeah. like that oh, yeah. went on and made. And then 
the the median like what's the median amount of money that I make in five years off a song. I mean, we're talking about incredible yep. ROI on a small down payment to make a song. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's my time, my creative energy, but you know what I'm saying. So yeah. it's not to just pump out songs I don't like, but I, I do have so many records that I like, and I'm, I'm just in a creative vibe. You're where making, making a lot of Miami Beach Run properties. Yeah, I think You're so. You're doing a whole gated community. I think so. The next and, album and, is a gated community. Right, and like even like the big, the least performing ones are still valuable Mm -hmm. like properties to have as an asset and then you know i'm going through a catalog sale where i'm selling you know portions of the mike stud stuff and it's fucking real bread yeah you know what i mean so and and only one true hit but 50 60 however many songs a couple hundred songs <laughs> it's like a hundred over a hundred yeah over a hundred songs that all did well adds you know? up yeah it adds up across and and not ha having the ownership and the lion's share of the revenue stream money it's like from the streaming it's it's real so that's the way i'm looking at it is like my best roi is not on a it's like this this sounds like a like a douchebag thing to say but it's like all right let's put it this way it's like expecting dr phil when he goes to film his his show mm -hmm. he's like worrying about the lights and like the production and like it would you're supposed to go to commercial here like no he's fucking being dr phil <laughs> you know what i mean i gotta be dr phil <laughs> 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 I gotta be Dr. Steve, you know what I mean? But you get what I'm saying, yeah, right? Like yep. Brad Pitt isn't worried about telling the makeup lady how to do the makeup. He's just sitting there and he's gonna go be Brad Pitt. Let's be honest, Brad Pitt doesn't need to make up. Well, yeah, he's a bad beautiful example. man. Whatever. You know, maybe they maybe they were making you know, whatever it was. Like <laughs> my point is it feels as though it's not time well spent anymore to not be in the studio. And if like you know me, sometimes I'm. I you catch, point that baby. At your sometimes mouth. I catch a vibe one night and I make three songs that could be mm -hmm. three Miami oceanfront properties. It really is, you know. It's it's even if they're not, even if they're just solid homes. But like, you know. And then my boy, who's like kind of my mentor a little bit on the business side, Ari, who stepped in, was just like a really smart guy. Um, you know, he's a real estate guy, and he he sees it the same way. He's like, it's genius. I don't think I've heard an artist say that. Mm -hmm. It's true. I think Russ has a similar outlook on it. He's like, yo, I make what I make. I put it out. Some of these go crazy. Some of them don't, but they're all fucking incredible ROI. You know what I mean? You're spending fucking really crumbs comparatively to what it can bring in. Exactly. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, shifting gears, I haven't seen you in like two weeks. Hmm. What have you been up to? How do I look? You look fantastic. I got a fucking Miami tan, baby. I, I know. I just want to point this out. Mike, Mike already got his haircut today. He was in Miami got for a, a few days. Haircut. He's tan. He's got the new haircut. I have had zero time to get any sun. I've been in New England. I think you look good. I've been in New England and my haircut's not until tomorrow. So you got you got a little jump start on me. You look fantastic. Thank you. Where were you up to the last two weeks? So I was down with a new a new kid, a new Let, producer. Let's start from the beginning. Oh, oh, since since tour? Yeah, like you went home for a little bit, right? I, I mean, I have a terrible short-term memory, so let's let's see if we can jog, <laughs> we can jog it. I don't even know why I'm asking you. I know the answer. You went home for a little bit. Yes, yes. I went home. You saw the Celtics get absolutely annihilated. Yeah, I went to game four. Yeah. And, you know, they didn't win ever ever since then. So, <laughs> But it was, uh, shout out Sully, my guy over there. He, he fucking hooks me up, man. I was, I'm bringing my whole family to these games. Mm -hmm. I mean, Brielle, these are like core memories. She's like a huge Celtics fan now. Dude, I didn't, I didn't get to do anything like that when I was a kid. Yeah, she doesn't understand that. Like, obviously, she doesn't yeah. get that. Like, most people don't go to a finals game. She'll look back and, like, really side. appreciate it. Yeah, but yeah. she... She's been courtside every time. I brought her, I think, two, maybe three games. Yeah. I think it was two, maybe two or three. Um, but we went, 
did that. Um, we were in Austin after tour, right? And then went home. And then um, how was it being home though? Amazing. In general, and, and I had just been home. I just had saw them for a while, so I've actually had like I kind of had an awakening. It was uh, yeah. What what was it? I was yeah. It was like a it was like a meditation awakening, where I like I was just like. I'm not spending enough time with my family. Yeah. And I and then I and then I also realized when they do spend time with me, it's on my clock. It's like Mike, oh, it's not their son, it's like the artist. We're like they're there and supporting and they're catching a vibe and they enjoy it. Mm -hmm. But it's still not like just fucking going and doing shit with Brielle and like doing mundane regular stuff with your family, you know? Yeah. Which I realized like it's kind of fucked up. And then usually when I go home, I'm like kind of tired. It's usually like a bunker down for like five days but they they love having me but i still i've made an effort since when i went home i took my mom horseback riding we went to went to the games you know i just did i made sure i was doing shit with them all the time actively mm -hmm. and uh yeah it was just how'd it feel really fucking good i mean that that shit i mean these are real things you know <laughs> like that, that <laughs> that's what that song's about though it's 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 just you can't put a especially when you I've gotten a bunch of these wins here. You know what I mean? Like in this world, it's obviously, you know, exceeded our expectations. Maybe not, but, you know, at the core level, like we've gone on and done a great, you know, a lot of great things here in this realm and with our business. And, and just as an artist, you, you have accolades and you get them. But yeah, like the constant in it all, this all changes, but the constant is is that that's what you gotta you gotta water you gotta grab you gotta fucking water that grass and and not take it for granted when you do have an opportunity to you know and i just realized i wasn't spending enough time so i've actually seen them a bunch mm -hmm. and it was awesome and i actually really enjoy my time there i mean it's nice because i'm not like it used to be kind of a lot because i would go out and then like i you know i'm a popular guy in that area yeah, and then you'd be hung over and you'd be sleeping all day yeah and really, like yeah. even even when i'm saying even when i would go home i'd be like ah it's kind of a lot but i was putting myself in those positions mm -hmm. now i'm not even going out i'm not doing that shit you know what i mean and i'm just chilling with them and spending maximizing the days with them and yeah it's just i, I like i like the direction of maturity and i'm I, i'm going further and further that way you know what i mean and and uh feels good it's like it's like a reinvention you know yeah i was home for two weeks as well with my my parents and i came to a, a a weird realization that the uh we're at an age where we need our parents we rely on our parents the least but we appreciate them the most what's a bar isn't that crazy and i i, yeah. I and i i told you this story but my brother's getting married soon and i had to get a new suit and get fitted for it uh-huh and instead of my parents or like my mom saying, just go get a suit and get fitted for it. <laughs> she said, I, I scheduled you an appointment at Nordstrom's and me and your father are all going with you to get fitted for adorable. the suit. <laughs> it's so annoying, but so cute and adorable. You're and like, you can't be mad. <laughs> me as a teenager, it would be like, fuck this shit. Yeah. This would be the worst experience of my life. And now, although still kind of annoying, but I yeah. found humor in it. I'm there and I realize that now like they're literally spending their energy on helping me. Yeah. You know, like yeah, the yeah. older you get, the more you, you realize like that. you start to pay attention to the people who are really putting energy into helping you. Yeah. And that's what they were doing. <laughs> and it was, your I mean, mom's a legend, man. We're in Nordstrom and like, you know, my dad's 80, he's old, 
old yeah. Vietnam vet, and my mom's He's like such a my mom's too. like a like a like a like a upbeat, crazy Italian woman. And we how ha- old's your mom? She's uh she's, not to put you on the spot. No, she's uh she's sixty. <laughs> she's like sixty eight. Is she? Yeah. She looks fucking. Would never great. believe it, right? Dude, her energy is <laughs> insane. Yeah, crazy energy. She's a rock star. So, the, like, the two parents are very different, but very funny together. I can't believe she's that. I thought she was way younger. No, she's sixty-eight. I thought she was like maybe sixty. She turned sixty-eight this year. Wow. Yeah. Tip my hat. It's wild. Mary Ellen. And <laughs> we're in Nordstrom shopping for this suit, and there's this very nice, very very nice, uh, gay gentleman helping us out. Yeah. And of course, my dad has something to say, not in a bad way. He's just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna have you dressing like a pansy, son. You can't. No, not even like that. He doesn't even say anything disrespectful. He just acknowledges that he's gay in a funny way. Yeah, your dad's hilarious. Not disrespectful, but like he'll say he'll just say something. He'll acknowledge it, and then my mom will shit on him for acknowledging it. Yeah, I, I and, want- I'm, and I'm in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> trying to get fitted for and this. And a little lemon cut off in a mullet. <laughs> Yeah, and like and I'm like 34, and I'm getting fitted for a fucking suit with my the, my parents. This guy's like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? I, I had like every right to just be so pissed, but I was just like, you know, like they're yeah, it's, it's hilarious. They're here, they're helping me out, and yeah, it's for my brother's wedding. I'll tell you it's what, man, thing. you uh, all the shit we're talking about. I mean, it feels it feels good to talk about it because, dude, it's it's a good feeling. It's just good to think us think about this as early as you can. You know, because I wish I thought like this earlier, but just it's a good feeling to have control of your emotions. Yeah. And to not be that that fucking asshole, like just like, yeah, mom, fuck off. <laughs> you know what I mean? But we're, we were all that way as teenagers. No, I know. But know? I'm, I'm exactly my yeah. point is the quicker you get to that, like, I mean, yeah, you realize like life is life is beautiful. A lot of the mundane things can be beautiful when you have the right, you know, um, outlook. You know, it's an outlook thing. But. Just like being able to have self awareness, where you're like, you know, like you said, like they're fucking spending, they're they're old and they're spending their fucking time and energy to be here with me, and this is, you know, and 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 then that can translate into every relationship in your life. I mean, I'm not I'm not perfect by any means, but I'm in a relationship and I notice a huge difference. Being able to just be like, you know, like instead of like I'd be like a smart mouth kind of say something back or like, yeah, you just like put yourself in other people's shoes in the moment and really it's powerful you know it can be really powerful and i I don't know like i think anyone listening if you actually got to this place and it takes time and you're not gonna be perfect but it takes time once you start having those feelings and then you realize how much energy you save next time you get mad take inventory of how you feel doesn't does that feel good like that like hot like you, you know you could be worked up over some shit for like three hours you know what i mean and like that's just it's a bad my point is some people feel like oh no no i gotta stand up for myself and like if they fucking tread on me like oh no i'm letting them know i'm letting them have it you know like mm-hmm. i gotta let don't you know if someone says something disrespectful take inventory of if you just said hmm, you know don't even say anything. Have have pity. Like they're just like that's an asshole thing to say. Right. Versus, and this is hard. Coming from me, I used to be the biggest fucking reactive guy ever. You said mm-hmm. something, be like, what? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now, you know, I feel a lot more powerful. I used to think it was like good for me. I stand up for myself. Fuck you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I've been on that side. So I'm speaking from a guy who's been on both sides of it. It really does feel a lot better to just not react. And you save so much energy and then you feel good about yourself 
versus like I would beat the shit out of someone and I'd be one I could be in trouble which I got in trouble yeah. really badly I got kicked out of middle school you know what I mean I got I got really seriously in trouble in a fight when I was on my 21st birthday that I literally could have ruined my whole life mm -hmm. you know what I mean and even still after that I was hitting people on tour and shit remember people would say shit to me and I would just like knock them out <laughs> all the time allegedly <laughs> <laughs> allegedly at julep just everywhere <laughs> like all over the place you know yeah even still after but i but that really scared me straight at least you know it was the starting point of realizing that even though my outlook wasn't good and i i didn't i wasn't thinking like this i knew like hitting people was just too much of a risk and this was crazy you know so i slowly wound down off that but i mean dude it's it's a great it's a great thing to have power over your emotions i think that's the goal of all this self mastery work you try to work on you try to have control of yourself yeah especially if you're if you know yourself like and you're happy with who you are yeah what could anyone possibly say to upset you right and you realize that's 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 true power yeah it's true power in that like think about it think about it logically if someone else outside of you this person over here can say something and you explode when they say something. Who has the power? Yeah. They do. Mm -hmm. But if this guy is sending all his negative energy, which is a terrible energy exchange for him, mm -hmm. saying shit, trying to get you riled up, and you don't react, who has the power there? You know what I mean? Again, it's just, it's just a powerful thing. So that's why you try to work on the awareness game as much as you can, which I just know that it was just so rewarding for me. Do what am I? I still fuck up all the time, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah. But it's a lot less, and I feel like I save a lot of energy, and I feel like my energy is better. I'm, I feel in good spirits a lot more, you know. I think you described relationships too as an energy exchange. It is. And if you're with someone who's not on the same same wavelength as you, they'll drain your energy. Mm -hmm. So it's them taking energy from you, and then it could be vice versa. But if you find someone you were right in line with you're feeding each other's think energy. about it it's a yeah. current yeah energy is current right it doesn't stop it doesn't if it just stays with you you're not getting the current back you know right so that's relationship that's and you know it's hard because people go through shit and their frequency might really drop once they're you know they're i you know i've i've experienced it like shit happens that's when it's when we get back to the power of you know managing your emotions if you're able to put yourself in their shoes like that's usually what i notice in my relationships like they'll be going through something and i'm not being compassionate enough to not react when they give me attitude or something and i'm just like what the fuck are you mad at me for mm -hmm. and that's just not the wave like just be like oh i'm sorry you know i'm sorry you feel that like whatever whatever you can do to be a helpful partner you yeah. know what i mean and i used to always think like if it wasn't fair then i gotta say something what the fuck does that do? And you're not taking time to understand the real root yeah, of it. Yeah, I'm not thinking, I'm not even coming from the right frame of mind. Like the right framework is, is how are the, even just friendships, anything. Like if they're going through something, you, you sympathize and you adjust accordingly to make a fucking, you know, to get his energy, to, you know, get his or her energy back flowing. You, you be a backbone for that person, whoever it is, your friend, your mom, your your girlfriend, whatever, you know, mm -hmm. that's how powerful relationships, that's how relationships last. Cause ebbs and flows of life is, is definitely going to happen. How do you handle the ebbs and flows? And then especially when you got two people living parallel lives and they're ebbing and flowing in different times, 
if something happens to her and you're over here on a high vibe and she's down in the dumps, you got to come, you got to lift her up, you know what I mean? And, and then you got to hopefully, you don't expect the same, but you want the same from her, you know? Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, it's just one big energy exchange. It's crazy stuff. It is. Well, we're about to, I want to ask you this. We're about to go out for 18 shows, I believe. Yes. And it's almost double the first leg. It's going to be a little over a month long. Mm -hmm. Do you think this will probably be one of the last times we tour this length in yeah. one in like one batch? Yes. Why, why is that? <sighs> well, I'm just going to be touring more thoughtfully. I'll, I'll put it that way. Yeah. We talked a lot about the business of music and how we're looking at things a little bit. Yeah. And I could shed a little light on it. And, and it's the, just, the, the ROI on your time. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Touring isn't as profitable as you may expect. And I think most consumers of music just think all oh, artists are rich and famous and have excess of money. And yes, to a certain extent, but you know, the more money, more problems thing is a real thing. That's why that was such a timeless idea because you know, not necessarily problems, but like just on the simple logistics of putting on shows and tours, I have double the staff, Double the transportation cost, double the boarding cost, All the stage production. double the production, double the rent for the venues that you pay to, you know, turn the lights on in a place and staff that venue. And, and, you know, when it's all said and done, you know, I don't have a lot of splits at the end of the day, but, you know, I'm, I'm paying everyone. You have a lot of, a lot of people and, and, and it's still, don't get me wrong. It's still good money, but back to that, it's connected to that conversation we had earlier about music and how I look at the output of music. Yep. I'm going to go on a crazy sprint, you know. I don't know if it will be immediate. Like I'm going to go I'm going on a sprint now. We're dropping a song every week for the next 5 6 weeks. Mm -hmm. Got to win the summer at all costs. We're going to win the summer. We have win the summer EP. It's on only Steve's now, but there will be two more songs I add to it and come out publicly. Um but yeah, we're going to I'm going to go on sprint, but I'm saying like before I get out of the game, who knows when that will be? Maybe it will be never, you know, maybe it will be 5 years from now, maybe it will be 2. But I'm going to go on a crazy sprint in regards to output and like just music cuz I have so much that needs to see the light of day already mm -hmm. and I want to really create for a while. So there'll be a lot, you know. I think it could be even if I'm not really even active as an artist or I fall back and go to Europe or do whatever, right? I I think I have songs uh, by the end of it and then i'm going to be creating all over the place but i'll have songs by the end of this run to like last us two three years mm -hmm. you know even if i stop creating what i will say is like i don't think i'm going to stop creating for a while until until i feel otherwise you know but that's what i'm planning on doing and then as far as music i mean we have i definitely have two more albums um and those are going to come within the next like i'd say the i'd say the next one definitely drops it just drops in these winter months coming up. You so think before the end of the year, possibly? It could be. Yeah. Or it could be on the other side, but it will be before the weather starts to warm up. You know, mm -hmm. the lows is, you know, the highs was in the, the heat of summer. Music you want to hear out there. How does that make you feel? The production's brighter. Even my voice, like, I would leave, I left my voice brighter, my vocal approach to songs. Mm -hmm. It's like brighter, happier, higher, lighter. You know, the lows. It's not like a, it's not gonna be depressed music by any means because that's not the truth. The lows are about uh, what do you want to hear? How do you want to think? What ideas do you want to think about when you're low to get you out? Yeah. To persevere, 
to handle them the best you can. So it's not necessarily depressing music. Not at all. It's uplifting music. Some of it will, some of it will, but all of it kind of has an uplifting undertone still. Because mm-hmm. that's just not the vibe I'm on. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? I got to be true to what, you know, what the hell is going on and how I feel. That's the only music I can make, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just, just, a, just a real sprint. In regards to your initial question, we'll be touring, I, I, I don't know, it could be for years, but it will be less frequent. And we'll probably go into places and do like Stevenson Ranch weekends. Weekends. So where we go and do like a live podcast, we have a Bellina Cup or we have a bar night, Skis plays a bar show. Yeah. Then we do a fucking amphitheater, you know, and we're going to call on all Steve's in that region because I'm not going to be going to cities like I am as much. Mm -hmm. So Steve's in that region, like you give them the dates way ahead of time, you know, like we'll do, I'll probably give like a six month lead time to the next tour. Yeah. And say, hey, if you want to come see a show, these are the shows I'm playing this year. You know what I mean? And maybe some festivals because that's starting to happen too. So come see me at a festival or come for the Stevenson Ranch weekend. It's better than a real concert. Like there's a reason to go travel and get a hotel room with your boys or, you know, your girl or whatever because there's going to be in the ticket, there will be a bunch of other value. You know what I mean? Like. Mm -hmm. We'll do, it'll be all exclusive Stevenson Ranch. We'll do a pop-up shop. We'll do live pod with an athlete in the town or something. We'll do it thoughtfully. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just the next level is where I want to go. And that calls for less frequency. And then also, I mean, I'm just in the business of like doing what, what I need to do. I feel like that's how you have a successful career as an artist and you don't die. Not, I don't mean literally die. I yeah, mean- Just burned out. Die out. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it stops being fun when you're doing shit that's not that's against your will. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And when I'm listening to my will, it's just like, yeah, you if you tour like if what we did in the past, that that level of frequency and that that volume, um, my body will, will hurt, my mind will be less clear, I'll have lesser ideas, I think I'll be a lesser creative. And I think that's most valuable. What frequency would you say you were on last leg? You kind of changed the way you started doing things on tour. Yeah, I mean, I was, I, I was, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I definitely drank alcohol every night, but I got drunk maybe twice. Yeah. Um, going on stage totally sober. I drink on stage. It's part part of the vibe to have a few beers out there, have a few ranch waters, I should say. But, mm-hmm. um. Yeah, just felt more present the entire time. I was not battling hangovers. I wasn't. I was spending my time productively in the day. Like even if I'm relaxing, I just felt better. You know, I definitely worked out more frequently than I hadn't ever in the past. Mm-hmm. Do I? I think I'm gonna keep walking in this direction, though. You know, I'm. I'm going <laughs> out. I'm not going out. You know, um, the guy skis is the fucking reliever. We're calling the middle reliever. In. Skis is coming in. Skis will be out partying. Blue will probably be with him. You may or may not be. I'm no. going to sound like it. That's that's Kilmer turn over a whole new leaf. I don't know if we want to dive into that. Or we not. can dive into it. I'm very open about it. Yeah. So, yeah. If they've been listening this long, then they deserved it. They deserved to know the John Kilmer backstories. Um, John Kilmer's in a relationship. Yeah, big time. And I I just want to point out. To be honest, I'm happy about she, it. She's a listener of the podcast. She's gonna be very embarrassed right now. I love it. Love it. I love that. Uh, when I when I met her, she said, "I fall asleep to the sound of your voice every night." Wow, what a, what a what a turn what a turn on that is. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but it's it's interesting. Like over the past few years, like doing a lot of work on myself, and like you said, the self awareness, all yeah. that type of stuff, 
and like now getting into a new relationship, Mike walks out. <laughs> as, as you pour your heart out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. I'm gonna go take it. I'm gonna go take a leak. <laughs> now, now, like starting over, and getting to know someone, like with this new leaf, you know. Yeah. It's uh, it's awesome, and like you do, you can like really have that self awareness of finding someone who really is on your wavelength. You know. Yeah. It's just like just starting over. It's a whole other level of attraction, right? It's crazy. Yeah, no, it really is crazy. And like you can recognize right from the beginning if it's going to work out or not. Yeah. That's why I'm like so like passionate about this now early on because like I can already tell. I already have the yeah. intuition. Hey, welcome to the club. <laughs> and three, three, four years ago, uh, five years ago, like I, I was on a way different, way different oh, yeah. path, way different wave. Yeah. You not, you not ransacking the cities. Yeah. Is blasphemous <laughs> to the John Kilmer. <laughs> Well, I was telling... To the John Kilmer story I was telling line. Young Buck over here, Luke, how old are you? 23? 24? Yeah. So like, you know, when, when we were 24, we were just starting this journey of like, you know, being kind of famous and ransacking cities. We didn't and, know how to handle it. Yeah, we didn't know how to handle it. And then, you know, speaking for myself, I did it for like eight more years. <laughs> you did. <laughs> <laughs> you look Van Wilder. Yeah. So it's like, I can look back and say, all right, I did it. I did it. Yeah, yeah. I, I took advantage of an awesome situation. I had a great time. What awesome you just said time. is really, really important. Yeah. Um, so you just have to listen. I get people that ask me about this a lot in my DMs and shit. And I'm like, dude, I can't give you, I, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not there for the relationship to give you like a yes or no. This is what you should do or what you shouldn't do. Yeah. I can give you an outlook though. And it's like, dude. You have to do you have to do what what's intuitively being told to you, right? So what I mean by that is like look at your life. Look at your life and like how you're feeling. What are you thinking about a lot? If you're with a girl, are you ever thinking like fuck? You know what I mean? Like, man, I wish she wasn't I wish I could No, I'm not saying like you want to get away from your girl every now and again. That's 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 real, you know, like ladies' night when the girls go out with their friends is a real thing because you just <laughs> gotta get away and like, you know. Yeah. Yep. And that happens and guys have their man caves for that reason. They disappear and go be a man somewhere, you know, but like jerk off. Yeah. Do whatever you got to do. Recenter. I meditate and you jerk off. <laughs> Some would call it the same thing. Yeah, it really is. It really is. <laughs> but, you know, I just had this conversation with a buddy of mine who I was with in Miami and he, he's in a relationship of a long time and he's young and it's all he's ever known. And then he's also becoming successful and transitions are happening and it's just like there's there's a way of looking at it where like it's not not necessarily about it's more most people really worry about making the wrong choice mm -hmm. if i break up with her man she's great you know what i mean what if she let's think about it though like you know if you really truly feel if you guys are truly meant to be together and are so you know really can withstand a life together not to say like she won't move on or you can move on, but I think the answer lies somewhere in, in, in taking that jump. What I mean by that is like, you go try some new things, you might know. Be like, I fucked up. Yeah. How do you know if you didn't? Mm -hmm. You're always wondering, you're kind of teeter teetering on the line of like, oh, I could, ah, oh, man, it would be nice to be single, you know? And then you go on with your relationship, you tie the knot, you have a kid, look at the baby, look at the baby. And then and, there's resentment because you and never then, went out and, and did And then that. there's a general resentment because then you're like, I didn't even, you know? And and I feel like that happens to a lot of people. Yep. And it's a traditional thing. And and, and there's, it's not to say, you, like, you might be with the woman you, you need when you're 20, you know? Like, it's not, to, this isn't a blanket statement. It's more so like, what is, 
what is your gut telling you? You know what I mean? Like, maybe if it's drawing you anywhere out there, then you got to go see it through. You got to go see, you know. Yeah. And and I think you have that conversation. She'll be upset, but she won't be that. She won't be like, "Fuck this guy." If you went and cheated on her and try and tried to get by on it, she finds out <coughs> she might never fuck with you ever again. But if you're like, I just want to be. I want to be honest. Like I have. I'm having these feelings where I need to like I need to explore my life, you know. And I want to if you want to stay in contact, you do. If you don't, you don't, but you know, just be like I I need to know and and you know, I'll be a better partner and lifelong partner to you if I go get this answer, you know. Yeah. And if it draws me back to you, then here we are. Now, this is easier said than done. She'll resent it and she'll, you know, whatever, but <laughs> at the same time, I feel like it's a more honorable easier on your conscious and a good karmic move where you won't have bad karma if you're just straightforward with the actual sentiment of it yeah. i need to know do you want do you want me to be married to you in 20 years from now like divorce you because i've realized i never fucking went out and did anything i never chased my own dreams like that's what midlife crises are you mm -hmm. know so this is just like the new age way i think of looking at relationships and it's not easy you know every relationship's different but yeah. I mean, I, we had such a different upbringing in our twenties that no one can relate to. Yeah. And I started, I started having almost resentment towards myself because I never really was in a relationship that I took seriously. Yeah. And, um, like, uh, yeah, like you were saying with the whole, like going to city ransacking and like taking advantage of a good situation that we were in. Yeah. Like I did it, but I was trying to do two things at once when I should have just been focusing on one. Totally. And now I'm at the stage where it's like, all right, I fucked up. All, I love that you're here. I fucked up all those other relationships big time, but I, you know, I took it. I, I, I was living the life the way I wanted to live it. Although it wasn't, yeah, I was, I was trying to live two different right. lives. I still like, I'm not going to have any resentment from my past because I, when we were out on tour and we were like doing that whole thing, like. I was like in the moment and I was living it and I enjoyed it. And these are the best times of your and, life and, and you loved it. And you know? I enjoyed myself and I loved it. And now I can like look back and be like, all right, I did that for 10 years and I can have this whole new outlook where it's like, I can finally stop resenting myself and have a relationship that I do take seriously. Yeah. You know, that's awesome that you got there. Yeah. That's, I got there. I got there years <laughs> ago, you know? Yeah. I was hoping you'd get there. Yeah. Just, it's been a couple of months, but uh, here I am. Yeah. No, I mean, even just, it does say, you know, even if it say you just, acknowledge this and came to this reasoning and on your own without the relationship you know the relationship made you actually make the decision and real yeah. but like even if you just had this realization it's a huge step you know mm -hmm. um yeah i mean if you live by karma which you got to you know it's just not gonna it's not gonna be fruitful for you if you're fucking people up you know you're fucking with people and like yeah i i look back at all all the all even just any relationships that i've botched between friends or or anything, certain scenarios where I was in the wrong, you know, like you can't, you know, like you you put it nicely. You just, you can't resent yourself presently. That, that just poisons your vibe, you know, mm -hmm. but what you can do is grow from it. That's what this tattoo I got. This like, you know, that's exactly what it is. It's like, it's the lows raining into, you know, a head and the head is, is a garden, you know? So it's like the lows, if you're, able to accept that these are everything that's happening is part of growing yourself it's an opportunity to grow you know mm -hmm. um and yeah, that's where you can get so you could turn resenting yourself once you realize it yeah you might resent yourself but then you turn that into like fuel 
to be to be good to be right do do right by people and do right by yourself who the hell said it? it's just multiple people have said this but being of service to other people being a good person to other people is selfish yeah because it's you're doing right by you you're you're going to in this frame of thinking mm -hmm. you're gonna you're you're attracting great things if you're being a great person yeah and it's going to come back in many ways you know mm -hmm. so yeah that's great i'm happy and now i i gotta i don't have to be the only loser on the bus that isn't going out. <laughs> yeah no i really do want to come out of this tour better than i went in and uh the, the only tour i can honestly say i ever did that was the kendrick tour because i didn't have you guys on it to like <laughs> yeah but you were running it up send me no i was running it up but like i was still like going to the gym every day and i was like eat, you know eating semi-healthy and stuff like that but besides that tour it's just been con complete mayhem yeah, I mean, we fucking torture ourselves out there, you know? <laughs> yeah. But, dude, it's it's another thing, like... But waking up, like, my, my main focus now, and, I mean, you, you're in the exact... You felt this exact same way. It's like, I just like to wake up and feel good every day. Yeah. You know? That's what life is about. Like, I, like I was... I just, like, two, three days ago, like, I had just, like, woken up, showered, got out of a gym session, went outside, it was sunny, and, like just walking around outdoors and I'm like, man, I feel fucking incredible. Mm -hmm. Way better than I, like way better than any drunk or any high or anything. Like I yeah. just feel incredible. Yeah. Cause I was just taking care of myself. Yeah. And the reinvention of yourself towards, towards health and stuff. Yeah. You're sacrificing like the, oh man, the camaraderie and the hoorah of like the nights out and the stories. And as you put it, like we've done, we, we had the liberty to, and the luxury and the luck to, to live that out. And I think we have a lot of that ahead of us still. But at the same time, it's like a different experience. This is like a whole new thing now because it's just like we're really in it and we're really present. And it's not about the blur. Most of, those, most of that shit's a blur, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm done I'm trying to see clearly, you know what I mean? The blur was a big part of who I am. I don't regret any of the blur, you know? But I feel like at the same time, I'm really, I think it's like a second wind in life when you, you know, it's not just partying and fucking random girls and, you know, do, doing that. And if you think about it, yeah, we experienced a lot. And I put that in air quotes because we kind of did the same thing everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. We had, we obviously had to do what we were doing business wise. And, but like, if you think about our experiences, yeah, like the last few years, LA was crazy. We had a bunch of crazy experiences that were, you know, the entourage lifestyle came to life, you know? Mm -hmm. And then we go on the last two years and it's been, the experience has been quadrupled because we've been traveling and going in new places and shit, but. And not touring. Right. And, and, and running new businesses. But if mm -hmm. you think about it, we'd still, we're going and doing the same shit. We're going and partying and fucking True. running it up, you yeah. know? So mm -hmm. I just started the whole hiking thing in Arizona, like those are all like, I was like, oh, this, I'm like literally, these are new hobbies that I'm enjoying. Yeah. <coughs> and yeah, I think that's, I think that's what's exciting about even touring like this, like to vibe. You're going to, you're going to love it. <laughs> you remember one of the, <laughs> you're going to love it. Uh, you're going to love it. I guarantee it. Man. Do you remember one it. of the first podcast? Yeah. There's like third episode where like I asked you, like, <laughs> do you have any like hobbies? 
Yeah, I remember I had a realization. I was like, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> like things outside of business or like things that like go towards your business. Like, do you have anything you just do for fun? And you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and now like it's a lot of self-care stuff and like which counts. I love it. I have you know, a blast. You know what I mean? Like you work on yourself. It's not just about business or whatever. It's like you're just working on yeah. stuff to make yourself feel better. I got a crazy bar for you. I thought of this the other night. Um, and it parlays off that nicely, if I do say so myself is life life is the muse you know what i mean like yeah. life is the muse for for me for my music for my creativity you know mm -hmm. and parlaying off what you just said like i gotta live life that's part of the job mm -hmm. i don't i'm not too busy to have a girlfriend even though i'm not too busy to have a fucking long distance relationship mm -hmm. which is what i have yeah uh, and and there was a big part of me for a while that held on to the fact that I can't I'm too busy right now this is this is everything I've been working for like I can't but this is life yeah you can't you got to go with life you know and let life be the muse and I might go have this crazy experience with her and be so creatively inspired you know that I make my best music ever the the true hits the yeah. classics of my career and it might be from going and living that life and being open to saying hey I, I gotta, I'm going fucking Europe for months and, you know, I'll be back when I'm back type shit. Yeah. But like, maybe that's like, you know, you get what I'm pointing to. It makes to? it like, I, it's, you get to the point where you're like, you look back and you think how, how can artists be artists without any life experience? Like what the fuck do they make art about? Yeah. You know? And, you know, people have relationship, uh, have, have experiences their whole life that, that they can articulate the pain and they, they are the good feelings they can art, artists are incredibly sensitive that they can just you know spill out and articulate things from experiences in the past and do it presently in new fresh ways but to your point i that was like one of the big awakenings when i said i remember i came to you i was just like we got to move yeah you know what i mean because i wasn't living my only version of living, we would just go out and get fucked up and then fucking go back to that crib and then end up in the studio again. Yeah. Now, I'm happy I did it. I sharpened my sword, you know, mm -hmm. which I needed to. But it's time to live. And then just, like, I make songs, like, you know, you see, like, one take sometimes. So my point is, I truly feel like right now life is my muse and I'm doing it the right way. Like, I don't need, you know, whatever, whatever is coming to me, is kind of part of the gig you know what i mean yeah i said something in the past and like people on tiktok were like what does he mean it's just like life is part of the job i don't mean like it's work you know what i mean i mean literally all of it is part of the job as a creative to just you have to live there you have to live where your feet are you have to experience and then you have to feel it and then you have to articulate it yeah you know yeah no it's <laughs> It's crazy, man. I mean, especially with writing. I mean, as you know, like I've been journaling for seven years. I'm trying mm -hmm. to craft it into a body of work. And like the first chapter is just constantly changing because I'm constantly like sharpening what the real story is, mm -hmm. you know? And like, you don't really know what the full story is until you step back and like you, you get those realizations on like what you've gone through over the past decade. And true. And I don't know, like, it's like, it, it, I just feel like the theme has just kept changing yeah. and changing and I changing. I mean, that's, that's, that's literally when I was making all that music in LA and like, we knew something was happening mm -hmm. and the whole mic switch and then the post situation and all that, like I was, 
I was just creating and like you're saying, just like writing. Mm -hmm. And, and then it just comes to you when the first chapter is like definitely the first chapter, you know? And the story is definitely the story. Like the highs, lows, in-betweens, keep going trilogy thing all came to me like, like that when I didn't really know, I just had so much music and, mm -hmm. you know, but it, now I feel like that makes perfect sense. Yeah. It just came. Yeah. You know, so mm -hmm. the point is just keep writing. And then yeah. I, art is one of those things I feel like it's 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 all intuitive intuitive and it's all timing and how can you write a book? How can you write how can you write and end a story when the story's still going, you know? Yeah. Is there a story within the story? Maybe so, but you know what I mean? Like that's life, so much life is still happening. The story is still going, you know? So there's just, even with our documentary, I think that's going to be incredible when it's done. Yep. We're going to do a documentary for each album. Tour, tour leg, yeah. But from there, and tour leg, part yeah. of it, yeah, yeah, the whole too. story, but, and then mm -hmm. the whole final story will be the keep going documentary. And I think that, I mean, when that when that's over and when that's ready to be told, I think we'll know, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know what exactly it is yet you know but that's the beautiful part you never know you never ever know you never know <sighs> crazy stuff well let's go let's go live life let's go live you ready to live life i'm ready to live i'm gonna live life i'm, I'm living life let's go live life let's do it all right come on let's go you ready